That's James with Sit Down. That single spent four weeks at number two in 1991, but was kept off the top spot by Chesney Hawks with The One and Only. Justifiably so. Yeah, well, Chesney was, song towers over that effort. It was the best Chesney song. What was the other Chesney song? Uh, there was only one Chesney song. No, there was. He had one other hit. Yeah, but it didn't really re sort of register, did it? Didn't resonate in the same way that I you am. You can't the one have and only more than one song if your song's called The One and Only. Who wrote The One and Only? Was it Nick Kershaw? I don't know. We'll find out. Or Roger Daltrey? No, yeah, he was. Roger Daltrey was in the film. It was Daltrey and Kershaw. Right. Was it? Hi, this is Adam Buxton, incidentally. Hey, my name's Joe Cornish. We're Adam and Joe, and, and welcome to our Saturday morning show here on Six Music. And we've got good news for you, listeners. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. Apparently, all the way across England, it's balmy, uh, sunshine, there are beautiful russet and burgundy leaves. Ooh. Uh, sort of flip-flopping lazily through the air. You know, I love the russet leaves. More than the burgundy. I don't like the burgundy no. leaves so much. Mm, mm, and mm. the yellow ones, what would you call them? Leaves. They're a disgrace. Uh, but watch out for dog plops. Oh, yes. Under the leaves. Would you run through a pile of leaves? What do you think about when you run through <laughs> a pile of leaves? Are you worried about dog plops or are you worried about syringes? Uh, both. I'm worried about yeah. syringes. It's like one of those saw films. Yeah. Kicking through leaves in That's Britain. Right. Torture porn. Torture, yeah. You'll just end <laughs> up with with severed stumps. That's right. What a horrible way to start the show. Uh, <laughs> kind of counterbalanced by our beautiful Hawaiian tropical mm. sound effects there in the background as a soothing bed for you for this opening link. And I should say, folks, that we've got a great show coming up. I've we've changed. Got all sorts of, I've got all sorts of stuff coming up. I've changed. I've, I need Have to you? go to the loo and, and cough it out. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, I mean... Oh, sorry. Are you? I didn't realise you are actually being serious. We're talking about stuff coming up. Don't carry sorry. on talking about it. Keep going. Uh, I was going to say that I've changed the jingle for have, Song you Wars. Have, you've changed generally. I've generally changed. I've changed a lot this week. I've had a haircut. I've changed the jin jingle for Song Wars. And you've got two new jingles to choose from. This really? Week. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're going to hear those throughout the show. So the Star Wars one has been rejected. I destroyed the Star Wars one. Really? Yeah, I burnt Trash that. compacted it. I burnt it because it is... But burnt it? Yeah, I burnt it. Mm. it. When you really burn something, it's burnt it. And it was a disgrace. Anyway, you'll be hearing those a bit the later on. Is, is brunt. Yeah. And also, of course, we'll be uh, asking you to text the nation. Or we'll be... I don't know. You know, text yeah. the nation. We'll be playing text the nation, uh, Britain's favourite uh, segment... Uh, and Song Wars, and loads of great music. In this hour alone, we've got some new Young Pony Club, some staple singers, some LCD sound system. What an, an eclectic mix, and the kind of mix you'd only find here on BBC Six Music. That's right. <laughs> but right now, here's uh, Super Furry Animals with Runaway. <laughs> Super furry animals there with run away. How did you enjoy the chord change at the end there, Joe? It w was it a modulation? It was a modulation, wasn't it? Yeah. Key it was change. nice. I liked it a lot. Not a chord change, but a key change. No, there were several chord changes yeah. in this song. You've got to have them, you know, otherwise you'll otherwise end you up just with... just have one chord. Exactly. And, and no one can do that. Well... Apart from Robert Palmer. Robert Palmer? Was he the king of the one chord? Uh, yeah, he, he did that song, wasn't it called You're All Good Love in the World or something? That's how the, how the lyrics went, and it was just one note. Really? Yeah, but not not lyrically, but the the music. Yeah, yeah. You know that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, how do you know it was about brilliant, Robert Palmer? Though. 
because he's good. He's good. He's not good. He was. He had good moments. Addicted to love. That was his moment in the sun. Well, that was his hit, but often you'll find people's hits aren't their best moments. Oh. Yeah? (laughs) 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 All right. You didn't know that, did you, Adam? No. Adam's mind has melted. It's it's seeping out of his ears. Oh, man. Onto the floor and into a little puddle. (laughs) Sometimes people's hits (laughs) are not their best moments. Like, the charts. Yeah. They're not the ten best songs currently available. I know. The number one song isn't actually... Oh, well, sometimes it is, but most often it isn't actually the best song. Sometimes it's the worst. <laughs> it's hard to get your head round, isn't it? But the people who... Yeah, you know, anyway, we can talk about that more. You know, we don't want to unload too much mind-frazzling info on the listeners. No, speaking of mind-frazzling info, though, uh, you may remember if you listened last week to our first song, uh, the first show, even, mm. that uh, we unveiled a new jingle for a new segment, which is called Song Wars, and this is a, a, a segment where Joe and myself are pitched in battle against mm. each other, um, playing songs that we have written that week ourselves, written and recorded ourselves uh, on, on a set theme. And we had an introductory jingle that was based on the music from the film Star Wars mm. last week. It w- and it was bad. It wasn't. It's fair to say that it was not that. It had a certain charm. I think. I mean, I wasn't responsible for no, it. No, no, I was responsible for it. The charm came mainly from the uh, John Williams score, the magnificent John Williams music, and I uh, sort over of which you sung. Yeah, yeah, I, it I was s- good, man. Do we still have it? We don't want to play it again. We still got it. We don't want to play it again. Play the Let's- first ten seconds to remind people. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Well, this is the good bit. Can't go wrong with this. It's time for song. See, now you can stop it now. Stop it now. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Thank you. That was horrible. That's a taster of how absolutely bad it was. So I tried to strip things down this week and give you a new jingle. Do you know what I mean? And I'm gonna. I pledge. Here's my formal pledge to the listeners and to you, Joe Cornish. Mm. I'm going to continue to make new jingles. Really? For Song Wars until I get it right. Every week. Every week. Oh, jangles. Even if I don't get it right, I'm going to carry on. Just this week alone, I've got two new jingles. That's where the expression Bojangles comes from. It is. That's what Neil Diamond was talking about when he wrote the song. And I would like to unveil for you the first of this week's two new jingles for Song Wars right now. It's time for Song Wars. The war of the songs. A couple of tunes by a couple of proms. Which will you vote for? Which one is the best? We're putting our songs to the listener test. So check it out. Yeah? What do you think? Prongs. Well, you didn't necessarily have to... I knew you were going to mention that word as soon as it finished. I don't... (laughs) Well, it's like... Don't focus on the prongs. It was really good, man. It was a little... It had a touch of Flight of the Concords about it. Yeah, I suppose. Two Concords. Uh Uh-huh. It's no bad thing. What's a prong? Well, it's like the, um... Working. It's the business end of a fork. Do you know what I'm saying? I was thinking about this. When does... Well, you know, like, uh, you know, forks for digging the garden and mm. also a fork for eating your food? They have prongs. Uh, but why Why do you refer to a similar thing on a comb as a tooth? When does, like, a, a prong become a tooth? You know, because the size... You could say it was just about size, but the size differential between a garden you know, uh, fork, and an actual eating fork, that's massive. Should we have some music? But the size between a- an eating fork 
Let's, get- let's come back to that. So, no. song, man, that was really good. I think we're overloaded. I think this link's overloaded. I think it's we not. should go to some music and cu- and come you, back for the for the song. Wars. You can't just play man, that. We've got jingles. We've got new jingle and we've got the clips. Yeah, but the new jingle is for the segment where we play the clips. All right, okay. So that's a uh, that's a brilliant new jingle. Thank you. Uh, right. So so the theme this week for Song Wars is public transport. It was, su- it was suggested by one of our listeners. It was. We don't. Do we know that person's name? Well, we'll we'll get our, our our man to find out the name of that person so they can get the correct respect. I was going to make up, up a name that. just then, but I, I remembered mm, that if I made one up, no, 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 no. I'd be instantly vaporised. <laughs> You'd be kicked out of <laughs> the sluice gate. Yeah, into the into the moat. That's right, British Castle. Deservedly. So here we go. We've got two songs. We'd like you to um, call and text. Not call. No, just text and email your votes uh, for which of these two songs you would like to hear the whole of. The text number is six. What is it, Jude? Is six four zero four six. Text Adam or Joe. You can just text Ad A D or Joe J O. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, depending on which one of these clips you want to hear the whole thing of, we'll be playing the full uh, winner towards the end of the show at noon. We'll play, we'll play the full one of both of them. It's mm. just a question of who mm. wins. Mm. Mm. Okay, it's a battle. Here we go. Uh, and you, you can email adamandjoe.6music at bbc.co.uk. Here's song number one. Whose song is this? This is my song, Joe's song. Now, this is a kind of a, an, uh, a Ben Folds Five style song. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's, it's simply called The Public Transport Song. And uh, that's my song. That's Adam's song. That's my song. Do you have a? I was going to ask you. Do you have a name for your band? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, you've got to have. It's a just name. me. It's just Joe J C Cornish. Yeah, M C J C J C and the Sunshine Band. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready with J C and the Sunshine Band? Here we go. Nine thirty on the one three three. Some kids are throwing chips and causing mess Yeah. A little bit violent. <laughs> That's right. It's Ben Fold 5 meets, um, Chaz and Dave. Yes. Yeah. I'm happy with that. In a good way. So that's, so that's Joe's song. If you want to hear that one, um, uh, text 64046, text Joe to 64046. Here's a clip from Adam's song. That's called, uh, Tiny Mobile Speakers, and that's by S- Scallywag. Is it? Yeah. Hey, Scallywag's done some work before. He has. some of our previous shows. Shall we let that sink in? Uh, and we're gonna play some music right now while those tracks sink in. We'll remind you later on of, uh, both those tracks for Song Wars. But right now, here is a track that I picked for you listeners. I hope you enjoyed this. It's for the, from the Cures album, 17 Seconds, and it's called Play for Today. It's like that. We're doing an intervention. Yeah. That's Run DMC. That's a bit of prehistoric hip-hop there. It's from 1983, and hip-hop's come along so far since then that that, um, song has been retired. Yeah. Mm. And that's the last time you'll ever hear it. It's been, sh- <laughs> it's been shut down. It's being boarded up. On the radio. Yeah, there's just like uh, a They're gang turning of- it into a Starbucks. There's a gang of kids living in it. Really? Yeah. Some smackies. Yeah, and they're, they're, and they're getting them out to turn really? it into a Starbucks. Hey, yeah. some people have texted us, uh, uh, pointing out that, you know, I'm saying that it's, it's blue skies and beautiful, 
in England at the moment, and, and of course in Wales and Scotland, maybe it isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, and some people are kind of thinking that we're, or, or, or I'm being London-centric. Oh. And I know that's a, a very, a justifiably sore point with, with, um, people, you know, uh, who are annoyed at the media being based in the South. Yeah. All of us. And the big, well, particularly idiots. the big British castle criticised this week yep. for being too London-centric. There you go, but it's, it, it's dividing, they're building new castles in other areas of, of Britain. Yeah. Just like the Normans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's okay, but I do apologise. I was, uh, I was merely hoping that the whole of this great, uh, country of ours was enjoying the same weather that, that we're privileged to have here in sloppy, uh, conceited, su- su- southern L- London. Yeah. So we're, we're, yeah, we're wishing sunshine on the whole of the septic aisle. Yeah. Um, I love know. the fact that we're, nas- that we're nationally broadcast. Exactly. Well, it's a lovely morning here in London town. Hey, let me tell you. But although cold. Um, and, uh, I've been having a, a sleepless time, though, I have to tell you. I'm yeah, listeners, to... Adam's been up since three this morning. Since three. Couldn't sleep. Went to bed at eleven. I don't know if it, it was maybe just excitement about doing the show this morning. Uh, it was a little bit of excitement. Is that possible? Yeah. Also, it was maybe, uh, something I ate. I'm not sure mm. what. Mm. Also, maybe you ate some excitement. I could have eaten too much excitement. Mm. That could have been exactly what it was. Mm. But one, one thing that I wanted to do throughout the night was check the kitchen, right? Because do you remember last week I was talking about the mouse problems I'd been having? There's a lot of, uh, mice in the kitchen all over the house, more or less, as far as I can tell, leaving little bits of mouse nonsense everywhere and it was freaking me out, uh, because it was getting in the muesli, and it's very hard to tell mouse nonsense from muesli, etc. Anyway, the, I thought, right, I'm going to do something about this problem. So I went out this week, before, call, this is before calling, uh, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Uh, the Exterminator. <laughs> That's a what? joke for you. He's the Exterminator. Oh, nice one. Yeah. Um, thought I'd slip it in. Don't usually do jokes. Don't well, slip it in. Won't be doing that anymore. Um... Anyway, so before calling the exterminator, I thought, I'm going to try and sort this problem myself. So I went out and got some mouse traps. Have you ever bought mouse traps? Uh, yeah. Have you really? Yeah. <laughs> They're frightening, though, don't you find? Because I bought the little wooden ones. They're slightly medieval. They're very medieval. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's an ancient You want to get one that uses a bit of peanut butter to lure them into a, into a closed room. Right. Mm. Well, we used that. The ones that the exterminators put down are, are the sort of tubes with poison in them and mm. stuff. And mm. I thought it would be nice to go the old-fashioned route. But just setting these things is terrifying in itself. You know what I mean? And they, they like, it's just on a hair trigger, this thing. And you put it down, you bet you have to bend the kind of, uh, killing bar back and, 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 uh, it, it's all very, very, you know, minutely weighted oh. so that the slightest bit of pressure on the, on the pad will snap shut on the mouse. So it snapped, it almost chopped my fingers off a couple of times. It was terrifying. And I had it in my head as well, like, uh, since I was a kid that- You had it in your head? No, listen, that since, I was a child, it had been drilled into me that if you it go anywhere- It was drilled into you? There's no point in me talking, <laughs> is there? Sorry, no, I am following. Uh, you know, it had been drilled into me that, that, uh, if you put your finger in a mousetrap, you're gonna lose your finger. Absolutely, by Tom and Jerry cartoons. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it, it, it was, you know, just a horrible, nerve-wracking process. Anyway, I'm glad to say that I caught one very quickly. Like, pretty much ten minutes after I set the trap. Yeah. I had one in there, squeaking away. But he wasn't dead. He was very much mm-hmm. alive. He was just caught by his tail. Oh. So, w- what would you have done? Uh, what would I have done? I would have talked to it, 
and just explain the situation, try to reason with it, you yeah. know, no need to go straight to war. Uh-huh. That's got everybody into trouble before. Yeah. Push diplomacy as far as it can go. But I had him right there and, you know, these guys are making my life a misery and I hate them. But, uh, at the same time I was thinking, this is a little chap, he's probably got a name and he's on a kind of a family adventure and, you know what I mean? So I've, I had to let him go. Fivel, it could have been Fivel. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Going south, Fivel goes south And London. they are very sweet. Mm. That's the thing, when you're staring at the little chap, I felt really sorry for it. I felt like the most evil man in the world. Mm. Mm. So I had to let him go. We've had a great email about some mouse problems from a, from a listener. And, and don't forget, you can email us at any time in the show, music at bbc.co.uk or text 64046. It's now time for the news, read by Catherine Cracknell. Digital Radio. Digital TV. BBC Six Music. Where? That, uh, the lyric of that song sounds like so many things other than bandages. Like what? Well, bag of chips, uh-huh. uh, somebody's texted in. It also sounds like something quite rude. Oh, damn. It does. Yeah. I'm merely observing that. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a thing, you know, if I was young, and when I was young I often misunderstood the, the lyrics to mm-hmm. song. I'd be all over the place with that one. Yeah. Yeah? You'd be delighted. I'd be delighted. <laughs> now, like a bag of something else. We were, uh, talking before about mice, and Joe mentioned that we had a very nice email from Steve. Steve Dugan. Hi, how you doing, Steve? Thanks a lot for listening to the show, and thanks for emailing us with this, uh, amazing story, which I will praise here. Uh, Steve also had mouse problems. One night I was working late, says Steve. I work from home. I heard a scuttling noise behind me and turned to see a tiny mouse running along the top of the cooker. Uh, this was a first. I had no idea how it got up there. But before I could catch it, it scurried down the back and was gone. I had the same thing just this morning, Steve. I can relate to that. It's a horrible feeling. You're totally powerless. A bit disconcerted, I went back to work. Some hours later, I stopped for a midnight snack. So I stuck the kettle on and popped a slice of bread into the toaster. A minute later, there was a strange smell. I presumed the toast was burning and went over to investigate. Halfway across the room, I realised it wasn't the toast I could smell, but singed fur. Uh, by this time I put two and two together, flipped the toaster off and nervously pulled out the toast. Running down its length were two dark lines, which on closer examination turned out to be charred fur. Ah, the little mouse, you say ah, 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 I'm thinking nice, got one, sweet. (laughs) Result, well done Steve. He says, I had no more trouble with mice. It was as if they all knew that this was the kitchen of death, and they stayed away. I also had a replacement toaster handy, which I promptly used. And although I always intended to chuck out the toaster of death, I never did. I left it there for the next tenant, which I feel a bit bad about, says Steve. <laughs> mm, I wonder what mouse on toast tastes like. Uh, well, f- f- to me it would taste sweet, a little bit like revenge. A little bit furry. Yeah, like sweet furry revenge. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Listen, uh, coming up after the next track, we're gonna be playing the nation's favourite interactive feature. Yeah. Text the nation. Stay tuned for that, but right now, here is, uh, Someone Great by LCD Sound System. Enjoy! What if I don't want to? Text the nation. But I'm using email. Is that a problem? It doesn't matter. Text! 
Yes, it's time for Text the Nation, the nation's favourite interactive uh, feature on any media anywhere in the country. And it's not a competition. It's not a competition. It's, right? it's a happening. It's just a thing. And that thing I just said about it being the nation's most popular interactive segment is not true. <laughs> um, it might be true. It's not true. It might it's be. It's not true. It okay. can't be. Okay. It can't be. What do you think it is? What, what, what the is the nation's favourite interactive feature <laughs> used to be Anton Deck's Push a piggy, <laughs> or whatever it is called, the big, the big pink piggy push. Yeah. Now, of course, things have changed. Now, of course, they're going to be in jail for twenty-five years. Yeah. For now, that. the nation's favourite interactive feature. He's not going to say something. I don't, rude, don't, know. You? Okay. I don't know. But this week, now, it, listeners, it's important to realise that we don't just make up this uh, this text the nation thing. It's given to us by Gordon Brown. That's true. The uh, number ten Downing Street posts us a question every week, and it's always something that the government want to find out about the people of the country. They use it as a think tank. They use it as a think tank. This week, uh, they want to find out exactly how stupid everybody is. That's right. So they can work out what policies they can get away with. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. This week's Texanation is all about the stupidest things or thing you have ever done. Mm. It's quite broad. For instance, I've written a list, Adam. Have you? And this is just off the top of my head. <laughs> this is a list of 14 stupid things 14, I've done. 14, good one. I'm handing it over there to Let's Adam. have a look. He hasn't Here seen this list. Some of them I actually don't want you to read out. I'll show you. Uh, I've only got three there. Those really? Are, those, well, they're the absolute stupidest things. Th this is like, mine is like, they're in no particular order, but I'd say they're, they're 14 of the stupidest things I've ever done in my life. You can read some of them out. Uh, number three. I drew armpit hair under my arms with a burnt bit of cork because I didn't have any armpit hair and I wanted some. Was this recent? No. <laughs> that's quite good. Agreed to host the Q Awards, that's right. Well, I, <laughs> I forgot that one. <laughs> um, voted for Tony Blair. Yeah? Yeah. Come on. you get? Political? Yes. What? Go on then. Here's some of Adam's. He's only got a list of three stupid things he's ever done. Number two is tried to lick the back of a metal ice tray. Yeah. We'll come back to that in more detail. Uh, mixed bleach and cleaning fluid in the sink for an experiment <laughs> is number three. So, but listen, the point of this, listeners, is is to get you to text in the stupidest thing you've ever done or email it. The text number is 64046. The email is Adam and Joe, all one word, and the word A-N-D rather than amsterdam.6music at bbc.co.uk. Yeah, now, so, some of these, I think, are just cool that you've got on your list. What? Don't well, read them all out. No, I won't, but, uh, no, maybe I shouldn't even read that one out, because... Which one is it? Go to jail for that one. You know, the Degar one. Oh, yeah, no, read that one out. Tried to pick a piece of paint, like a bobble of paint, off a, off a original haystack by Degar. Oh, we can tell you more. That was both of us, wasn't it, Adam? Yeah. We th we've probably spoken about that before. I don't think we have. Uh, and we'll we, tell you we, a bit. We tried to, that's a terrible thing to confess to, but yeah. remember, listeners, we didn't succeed. And we were quite young and stupid. And we were drunk. The yeah. Degar is intact. Uh, we were at, we were at a, a posh house, like a really posh house. And they, they had, had these, they had a Degar. They had these hanging in the, like, they had amazing bits like, uh, uh, Monet and Manet. We were at a painting and we were drunk. We were about four, fifteen. Yeah. And we thought it would be clever to maybe try and pick some paint off the Degar, which actually, in retrospect, is it? awful thing to do it's not very good is it absolutely dreadful but we didn't do it and all we did was pathetically sort of sort of tweak at it with a fingernail we licked it in the end we licked it we kissed it we licked the dagar anyway that's pretty stupid uh send us your stupidest things it's not a competition it's just a sort of a survey but we might select our favorite 
Uh, and you've won in a sort of an emotional way. No, you haven't. No, there's no winning. There's absolutely distinguished. You can't win respect whatsoever. (laughs) Everyone's the same. (laughs) It's 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 by no means any kind of Stalinist Britain meritocracy. Um, We're going to hear some more of the things on Joe's list of stupid things in just a moment. Uh, But right now, here is a track that we tried to play last week, but it went wrong because it turned out to be the instrumental version. That's right. This is a great track. Uh, This is from uh, Talib Kweli's album. I think it's called Eardrum. Is that on our factoid list? Uh, Where has it gone? Yeah. Uh, it features Will I Am of the Black Eyed Peas. Now, usually I would run a billion miles in the opposite direction from anything the Black Eyed Peas did, done, do, do, did. But they've done this one and it's really good with Talib Kweli. This is called Hot Thing. Yeah, special dedication. Open show. Work. That's a song written by Talib Kweli actually about me. Is it? Yeah. You've got something I like. Yeah, we met and I think he fancied me. Yeah. He said, you're, you're sexy, I love your crunchy ass." Mm. He said. And what was he saying at the end there? Oprah show. Uh, at the Oprah show. Oprah the show. Oprah show. He loves Oprah. Oprah show. Yeah. Oprah show. Yeah. <laughs> That's good <laughs> stuff, he's man. saying, oh, for show. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. For show. It's just a, a, a repeated affirmation. <laughs> and it makes everyone feel good. Good. <laughs> this is Adam and Joe on BBC Six Music. Uh, we're, we're in the middle of Text the Nation, the nation's favourite interactive non-competition uh we've already had some very good stupid things in are you ready for this adam yeah hit me with a few okay to dry my trousers i put them in a microwave at work and they melted (laughs) so i had to walk out of reception (laughs) this blooming machine keeps refreshing itself yeah uh in my boxes had to walk out of reception in my boxes to go home and get a new pair (laughs) that's from an anonymous man yeah Uh, if you text us on six four zero four six please put your name or some kind of moniker Mm mm-hmm uh, so we can, uh, so we can credit you. Lewinsky. Um, now can I say the word poo? Yeah. Come <sighs> on, it's a sad day when you can't say poo. This is, this isn't really, this isn't really a stupid thing, it's just disgusting. <laughs> Should I read it? Oh, well, as long as it's not too revolting. I got locked out of my house and had to do a poo mm. in an alleyway nearby. Mm-hmm. Is that it? <laughs> that's not necessarily stupid though that's just a necessity. R from r in oxford is that Ra- the the r is that rakeem from eric being rakeem <laughs> i think it is <laughs> i think he's often seen squatting in any ways <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bad a bad tummy Doing keep them clogs. coming in six four zero four six they're good those ones but i'm sure people can do better we want something really quite elaborate you know the fellow um drying his trousers in the microwave mm. reminded me of when I was in Edinburgh doing a show up there and I was renting a little, uh, sort of squat while I was there for a month or whatever and there was no question of there being a dryer there or anything like that. Who knew? And one time, about an hour before my show was due to start, I was washing my show clothes, yeah, mm. and... Big, um, cla- big clown suit. My big, big e- exactly, suit. Exactly. And the thing was... It was totally, I misjudged the timing of the whole thing. And I thought I was maybe going to be able to dry the clothes outside because it was a sunny day. But in Scotland, at Ed- in Edinburgh that time of year especially, the weather changes on, on a dime or on a pinhead or very quickly or whatever the phrase is. And suddenly it started raining and there was no question of me drying the stuff in time. So I thought, okay, what am I going to do? And I tried, I s- turned on all the rings on the cooker, yeah? And I made a sort of elaborate framework out of... Uh, just things I could find lying around, and I hung my... You tried to bake the clothes. I tried to bake them, yeah, just, like, with all yeah, the steam. What happened? Uh, so it, it, they started to burn, and the uh, steam set off all the fire alarms and stuff, mm. and mm. there was just mm. alarms going, 
and they felt it's a very stupid and dangerous Lesson thing learned. to do. Clothes ge generally material is flammable. Yeah. So you've got to be careful with with how you dry it. It was one of the stupidest things. If I've you've ever done, done anything stupider than that, and I'm sure you have, and we're, we're not talking about anything uh, criminal or life threatening. Or, or, or that would encourage other listeners to be irresponsible. <laughs> We're talking about li light, fluffy Saturday morning kind of stupidity. Yeah, yeah. Like, um... Life-threatening stupidity is uh, allowed, I think. Come on. Um, I mean, uh, you're f of course, we don't want to encourage... Well, send it in and I'll, I'll, I'll vet them. All right. Send in anything. Uh, now, we've got a little trail coming up for you. This is going to be an amazing trail for the electric proms. I really hope you enjoy it. And after that, it's uh, my session pick... Uh, this is uh, going to be Baby Bird from uh, BBC Session from 1995 with a track called Too Handsome to be Homeless. We'll chat about it after we hear it. Adam and Joe. On Six Music. Adam's pick of the BBC Archive. Hey. Oh, I'm doing a little bit of filling here now, folks, because the computer's gone mental. I don't know what it's doing. It's just gone completely mental. And it's it's made an editorial decision to ditch Baby Bird's <laughs> BBC session from 1995. I was going to play you Too Handsome to be Homeless, which I think I heard when it was actually going out. And uh, I, I remember it being wicked. So maybe we'll be able to dig that out for you a bit later on. But uh, until then, we are going to play a track from Estelle right now. This is Wait a Minute. What if I don't want to? Text the nation. But I'm using email. Is that a problem? It doesn't matter. Text. Text the nation. The nation's favourite feature before that you heard uh, Estelle there with the track called Wait a Minute. That was actually produced by Will I Am. It's the Will I Am show. He's all over morning. the shop this morning. Uh, that was taken from Estelle's forthcoming album Shine, which is released in February of next year. You've got to wait a long time for that one, but it sounds uh, interesting stuff, so probably well worth the wait. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I'm just reading the text. <laughs> You're not going to get much from me. No, I stunned slick. myself into boredom by saying, uh, <laughs> well worth the wait there. Um, I'm just printing out some of these stupid things people are sending in. Just to remind There's you... There's of stupid things coming in. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. brilliant. Text the Nation, the subject this week is the stupidest things you've ever done. I'm going to return to my list now of stupid things. And Joe mentioned before that uh, once when I was very young, uh, you know, young enough probably for it to be excusable i would say mm. um before i knew any better i licked the back of a metal ice tray this was in a hotel we were on holiday and and uh i was excited that i had a fridge in my room and there was a a metal ice tray there and it was all frosty when i took it out and i thought mm, that looks frost delicious so i licked the back of it of course um my tongue stuck fast to the back of the ice tray and it was so shocking that it was so firmly stuck on there that I panicked and I just tore it off. And immediately I saw basically the the top uh, few millimetres of my tongue. Ah, was there blood? Just you bet there was blood, yeah. Man. It was just left, a large part of my tongue was just left on the ice tray. And I thought, that's not good, that's not good. And I went to the mirror, poked out my tongue, it was just red raw with blood you know it was like a big can you can you taste now uh it took a while before i really? could taste yeah 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 That's it was shocking it was not only painful it was sh in every way it was shocking it looked horrific it was probably was thing is the tongue is what is one of the parts of the body that heals quickest is so, it yes it is yeah really uh so it didn't it's take like a kind of uh, immortal slug 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it is exactly like an immortal slug, and it healed very quickly, luckily. But boy, that was way up there on the stupid. What one list. do you want off of my list of stupid things? Okay, here's here's another one. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember this one. Lied to Ahmet and Dweezil Zappa about having heard their album and got instantly called on it. This is a very stupid thing. Adam and me were filming a segment with uh, a Frank Zappa's sons, yeah, Ahmet and Dweezil, for for a TV show we used to do. Uh, we were hanging around by a, around a pool table, right? Yeah, this was up in Frank Zappa's house in Laurel Canyon in yeah, California. a while ago, and I did the terrible thing that you should never do. I said, hey, guys, I, I, I really enjoyed your new album. <laughs> <laughs> to try and get chummy <laughs> sort with of them. generic terminology like that. To, uh, and, they, and what did they say they went? Oh, you've, you haven't heard our new album. Yeah. Uh, name a song. <laughs> and I couldn't because I hadn't heard it. <laughs> and it, was, it was a horrible, mortifying moment. I've still got the. Uh, I don't believe that we ever actually used the footage we shot on that day. No, we used it was the, hideous. We had to go back and reshoot part of it with uh, with Ahmed, Ahmed yeah. uh, who was the nicer of the two. But Dweezil absolutely hated us, probably with slightly good reason. Mm. I think me more than you. He you had heard the album. Yeah, but I didn't even like it, the album that he did very much. He, they was he surly and sarcastic for the rest of the day. It was a terrible day. But that was pretty, uh, pretty bad start. So listen, uh, after this next uh, track, we'll come back with some of your stupid things, and we've got some brilliant stuff coming in. Keep them coming in uh, to 64046. Your stupid things make Adam and me look clever. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now, here's Travis with Selfish Gene. BBC Six. Music. What if I don't want to? Text the nation. But I'm using email. Is that a problem? It doesn't matter. Text. Are we overplaying that jingle? No, you can't overplay that really? text the nation jingle. Really? That's just a reminder, isn't it? To remind people what we're doing, what it's all about, what the rules are, whether they can email or what text. What are we doing? We are asking people what the stupidest things they've ever done are. What's it all about? That's, uh, that's different. That's a, uh, kind of more profound question, which I'm, I'm question. not equipped to answer at this not point. Not on a Saturday morning. No. Thanks to everybody who's, uh, texted in with the stupidest thing they've ever done. Keep texting 64046 or emailing adam and at uk. Are you ready for some, Adam yeah, Buxton? Go on then. Okay, here we go. Here we go. My landlord at university agreed to get us new sofas because ours were flammable. So one night I dragged them all out into our small concrete yard and set light to them for a nice bonfire. The fire got higher and higher, and the concrete started to uproot itself and fly out of the ground. What? Is that real? <laughs> the neighbours washing caught fire. I felt very stupid, says Anna in Glasgow. She may have, um, what's the word, elaborated... Yeah. Uh, exaggerated a tiny bit. I doubt the concrete actually started to maybe fly out Maybe she's not talking ground. about the concrete, but more, it's more like... Maybe of, she went, maybe the university she went to was Hogwarts. Uh, yeah. Or it, or it was perhaps the kind of surface you get on a tennis court, you know mm, what I mean? Like mm, tarry. Mm. That's bad. Don't set light to things, uh, ever. You know, um, when you're... responsible individuals. When Fine. you're a youngster, obviously, you know, um, when you're sort of getting to grips with your limitations, stupid fire mistakes often happened you know what i mean mm. like did you ever get into any fire scrapes probably i'd have to think about it i mean it's terrifying you should obviously never play with fire because it can so easily get out of control well said i i almost burnt a whole field down one time you know listen this isn't about you well it's partly about me <laughs> go on then 
Oh, that was it. I almost oh, burned the field down, yeah. How about this one? At a Cotswold Wildlife Park, I accidentally knocked a panel of fencing on the ava- a- what's this word? Uh, avocet. Is that's an animal, isn't it? Avocet? We're not very well educated, listeners. <laughs> avocet? Uh, at a Cotswold Wildlife Park, I accidentally knocked the panel of fencing on the avocet enclosure with my knee, and it fell in, leaving a gaping hole. The birds ran for freedom, and I just managed to get the panel back in place before the avocets escaped and caused fear and mayhem. Wow. I bet you that that's not how you pronounce avocet. Avocet? Avocet. I don't know, but that sounds bad. Creating a, a like a an animal stampede in a wildlife park. Yeah, that's disastrous. That's like Frank Spencer style behaviour. Um, okay, we'll hold on to this. But somebody sent in a very similar one to one of yours, Adam. So we can talk about it a bit later. Mm. Uh, Adam and Joe, the most silliest thing I've done was to leave my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Says Carl. Thank you, Carl. And here's a very good one from Tom in Dulwich. I saw Tom York in a sandwich shop and said to him the following: uh, "Thanks a lot for no surprises. It meant a lot of things to a lot of people." That's all right. What's wrong with that? It's quite general, isn't it? No, come it's on. It's like he's reporting on behalf of other people. I think that would be a good textonation to do another morning is the stupidest thing you've ever said to a famous person. We did that once before, didn't did we? Did we? Well, let's do it again. Yeah. Well, we think we, think we said uh, we had insulting things you said to a famous person before, didn't we? Yeah. Do you want one more? Uh, yeah, go on then. This is from Nick Osborne in Twickenham. He says, The second stupidest thing he did was drink about eight pints of strong lager before heading off to a Cure concert with my buddy Tomo. We were running, both literally and figuratively, what? Late. So we screamed onto a tube platform and dived into the train that was already there. I turned around, but Tomo wasn't there. I stuck my head out to see if he was still on the platform, just as the doors closed, trapping my face in between the big black rubber trims. That's cool. I was stuck fast, but worse was to come. The guard jigged the doors three or four times. Each time, my larger compromised reactions were too slow. So I only succeeded in getting even darker stripes down each side of my face. Is this from Mr. Bean? And we... <laughs> Bean. <laughs> and with each jolt, my wire glasses became more and more bent. Come on. Was Frank Spencer. <laughs> I eventually extracted myself from face prison... The whole carriage was in fits of laughter. I'm sure they were, if that really happened. I can't believe that happened. I mean, that is colossally stupid. Congratulations. If there well was a prize, you, you, you <laughs> would certainly be uh, very high on the list for it. We'll have a, have a few more of those uh, texts soon. But after this track, we're going to remind you of the Song Wars situation. Mm. So stay tuned for that. But right now, here's the new Young Pony Club with Get Lucky. She sounds sassy. That's the new Young Pony Club, not the old Young Pony Club. <laughs> yesterday's yesterday's news. Pony this Club, is a new one. Yeah, and they're young. Oh, they're young. So stay tuned to their output for the next couple of weeks until they get old. Yeah, when chuck them away and move on to the next big thing. <laughs> Adam and Joe's that's music. Old old Pony Club. Ugh, I hate the old old Pony Club. <laughs> Right. Now, it's time to remind ourselves of the Song Wars situation. Yes. If you've just tuned in, Song Wars is a brand new segment here on the Adam and Joe Saturday morning show. I just gave it a name. Well done. Uh, it's where we make songs and we play clips of them and you have to text in and vote for which one you'd like to hear in its entirety. It's a kind of a creative facet to our self-absorbed little universe. Yeah. You know, and uh, these are entirely... 
Ah, self-penned. Self-penned little songs. And I've got a new jingle. Yet another new oh, jingle for man. you, okay? So you can see what you think of this oh, one. This is, a, this is a bit more medieval stroke early Led Zepp. Nice. Who will win the song was to play? Perhaps it will be Adam, or it could be Joe. Either one, you will be the one who decides by texting or emailing when you hear the clips. You fade that bit down there. No, keep it going. Turn it up, turn it up. They're like madrigals. What happens now? We, you're supposed to not listen yeah, to this bit. Yeah, but how long did you keep doing? Keep it up. <laughs> how long did you keep doing? Quite a long time. <laughs> it's really, there's not that much. Shush. Oh, cool. What happened there? There's a little flourish. It was a medieval sound. It's slightly rude. <laughs> Yeah, that's Poo-poo medieval. La la. Isn't that a Roy Ayers song? No, the, la la. there was a Roy Ayers song called Poo Poo Lala. Okay, la. so here are the clips. Stand by with your texting fingers, 64046. If you want to hear Adam's song, text ADD. A-D. If you want to hear Joe's song, text Joe, J-O. A reminder that Joe Cornish won last week's inaugural what, what, Song Wars. Why? why? Why should people know that? No, okay, we're not going to prejudice the voting <laughs> in any way. We're, we're, we're not going to find out who's winning until the very end. It's going to be a genuine revelation to both of us. Uh, now, we're going to play a clip of my track first. This is Scallywag with a song about people with their mobiles on the bus. It's called Tiny Mobile Speakers. My mobile comes with tiny speakers in it. Yeah, there we go. So that's song number one. Adam's song text add to six four zero four six. This is like uh, the X Factor, isn't it's, it? It's very similar. Mm. And or this is song number two. This is my song, Joe's song. This is called the Public Transport Song, and this is kind of uh, Ben Folds Five meets Chaz and Dave, and it's just a song about about public transport. Yeah. Mm. Nine thirty on the one three three. Some kids are throwing chips and causing misery. I stand up to say, hey, sit down. So they dislocate my jaw and kick me into the ground. Nice home harmony. Just a little there. modulation there. Now I hope that didn't happen to you. Did it really happen to you there? No. Dislocated your jaw. They kicked you to the ground. That's horrific stuff. No, it didn't happen. My song's a lie. Okay, good. It's a tissue of lies. <laughs> and somebody's texted in, by the way, talking about lies. Mm-hmm. I can't find it on the text thing to say that you pronounce that bird. Avocet. Avocet. Uh, Avocet. <laughs> the way I originally mm. pronounced it. Mm. Uh, speaking of uh, corrections as well, Mark texted in earlier to say that the uh, things, the business end of a fork, they are called tines, okay? Mm. Thanks, not, listeners, for not correcting prongs. us as we go along. We love to be corrected. Yeah, it's important to get everything factually correct not here prongs. in the Big British Castle. You could go to jail. Do you realise that everything that's broadcast by the Big British Castle uh-huh. is actually embroidered? on a big scroll by fishwives yeah the nation's favorite tapestry it's called yeah and it's stored all shows are tapestrized yeah um <laughs> almost by a sort of tap tap tapographer yeah uh and it's stored forever 
so it's important to get things right yeah exactly the, the, the whole contents of this show right now are being woven as we speak now it's time to return to the bbc session from baby bird that we tried to play earlier on uh now whose whose show was this baby bird uh, are you there now session Come on in baby bird which mark one? Oh, it was on Mark and Lard's. And I th I'm pretty sure I was listening to this as it went out on the uh, 12th of December 1995. This is Baby Bird with Too Handsome to Be Homeless. Adam's pick of the BBC Archive. I'm a soul man. You're not a soul man. I am. No, you're not. No. Um, Good film, though, Soul Man. Lou Reed. Do you remember that? Yeah, Lou Reed Sit did a uh, reversioned version of that song for that film. Do you remember the Lou Reed's version? For the film Soul Man with C. Thomas Howell. Yeah. Which is a very politically incorrect uh, film about a young white chap who changes the colour of his skin using dyeing products in order to get into a college on a on a on a bursary or a something. minorities bursary yeah mm. to exploit a sort of uh, minorities mm, loophole it's not good no but he gets his come up and doesn't he he's, he's shamed he? yeah he's absolutely shamed the guy it's a little bit like what's that film with adam sandler recently where they have to pretend to be gay in order to get some i now pronounce you chuck and larry there you go yeah mm. it's the same sort of thing like straight uh white people sort of saying oh it's not fair all the gays and shadow water minorities story. are getting mm. all the breaks mm. Mm. it's kind of insane so we've been uh we've been running text the nation our very important national survey that we do every saturday morning here on bbc six music and we've been asking our listeners what the stupidest thing they've ever done is and it appears that all of our listeners are pretty stupid glad to hear it funny coincidence there um here are, so are you ready for some yeah go on then. this is from john samuel while i was at my first real girlfriend's house i crept up behind her as she was washing up put my hands on her breasts <laughs> and gave them a good squeeze yeah when she turned around it was not her it was her mother bad one we were not together for long after that <laughs> i'm sure that's disastrous Very good I mean, that beggar's belief, though. What a lunatic. <laughs> sexy, though. That is quite sexy. Something slightly sexy about yeah, that Yeah, I bet you've thought about that since. Yeah. Um, here's another one. <laughs> uh, when I was very young, I flicked one of my testicles as hard as I could to see if it would hurt. I was nearly sick. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie in Birmingham. I like that because it's just no, there's no reason or context. It's just to see if it would hurt. He's That's obviously never plan. been flicked in the shower by someone's towel no that's the same sort of situation there. sounds just like a slightly homoerotic picture you're painting you never got your younger days in the showers and i've never been sports? flicked in the showers at sports no oh. luckily <laughs> here's another one after watching superman crush a piece of coal and produce a diamond i believe that every lump of coal must contain a sparkling gem within mm -hmm. i proceeded to scrub some coal with my mum's toothbrush for hours and hours desperately seeking the non-existent treasure inside that's from murray hamilton in Morecambe. wow that's quite sweet that is sweet and i can totally understand where you're coming from i i thought the same sort of thing when i was 11 this is from ali in bury 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 when I was 11, I swallowed the steel ball bearing from a screwball scramble game. I guess that's a game. Do you remember screwball scramble? Can't say I do. Anyway, he was 11. He swallows the steel ball. My mother made me poo it into a potty to check that it came out. It did. It was bleached. And said ball still rattles around in the game in its own tarnished <laughs> way. They still play with the same <laughs> vowel 
blemished ball. Bow ball. Uh, it's time for the news with Catherine Cracknell and Andre Payne. Digital radio. Digital TV. That's nice, isn't it? Tumbling dice by the Rolling Stones. This is Adam and Joe here on BBC Six Music. Mm. Now, this week, Adam and yeah. listeners, I believe I saved the capital from a terrible terrorist incident. Did you? Yeah, I was on the underground. Yeah. I was reading Stephen King's The Mist. Right. I was deeply engrossed in the tentacle horror mm -hmm. when uh, suddenly I realised that the people sitting around me were Terrorists. staring in, in my direction. Oh. And I looked to my right. I was right next to the glass partition on the, on the underground. Yeah. I looked to my right. There was a brown uh, briefcase lying in the middle of the floor, utterly unattended. And it looks exactly like uh, an image they might put on a warning poster. Right. It looked as if it was packed full of badness. Yeah. So everyone was looking at it nervously, and across the way there was a kind of uh, Portuguese man, Spanish man. Uh, I I'm handsome, he was handsome. So already it's like a film mm -hmm. with two sexy men. Yeah. And he had a beautiful girlfriend, she was sexy. It was all very sexy and exciting. It was like the born. It was supremacy. like the born Ibrembasi. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he stands up, I stand up, we approach the unidentified, unattended bag. Uh, he starts touching it with his foot uh -huh. to see how heavy it is. Not kicking it, though. No, no, everybody starts going, no, d don't do that. Don't touch the bomb bag. Don't touch the bomb bag. Uh, but then what happens is this. I decide to go and tell the driver. We yeah. stop. Basically, we discuss pressing the red button and stopping the train in the tunnel. Uh -huh. But we think, no, you know, if there was smoke coming from it, if it was ticking, maybe we'd do that. No, we'll wait for the train to get to the next station. Yeah. So we get to the next station. Very uh, British. Very British. I run up the whole length of the train, right? Because mm -hmm. the unattended bag is in the very rear carriage. I run the entire length of the train. I'm sexy. My jacket's billowing behind me. Yeah. <sighs> Can you imagine the other people on the tube? What's happening? Who's that? Who's that sexy, sexy man? Sexy man looks that, like Jason Bourne. Grabbing up the train. I knock on the window of the driver's compartment. He's a studious-looking driver. Mm -hmm. He's got round John Lennon glasses, slightly grey hair, quite thin. It looks like he takes his job very seriously. Yeah. Uh, what? What's the matter, sir? I say the uh, bomb bag. There's an unattended bag in the second or or third carriage. I'm not sure from the rear of the train. Uh, we don't know what to do. Suddenly, I look behind me. The the foreign, the Spanish man. Uh, he's sexy. He's wearing like a a leather jacket. You can't see it from this distance, but I'm just giving you more detail. Yeah. He's wearing a leather jacket with motorbike. Uh, logos on it, uh -huh. you know? That's how sexy he is. Right. He's waving at me from the other end of the train. He's shouting, It's fine! It's fine! <laughs> like this. What, what? And so I say to the driver, It might be fine, but I'm just gonna go and check. It's it not the bomb bag! <laughs> if it is fine, I'll wave at you. The driver says, Okay. <laughs> uh, everyone on the train is wondering what the holdup is. I run right back down the entire length of the train. Still sexy. A, a tiny bit more sexy because I'm sweating now. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting. And I get back to the carriage. The bomb bag's gone. <gasps> it was just a man's bag. And he'd left it. And while I'd been talking to the driver, he'd come back and got it. <sighs> Sorry, left my bag. Bye. Bye. 
gone off with a bag. Wow. So the Brazilian man goes, it's fine, it's just it. He's Brazilian. Brazilian, man. I don't know, that's just topical, isn't it? He's, uh, he's, he's Portuguese or something. He goes, it's fine, the man came for the bag. He doesn't yeah. speak like that. I'm <laughs> exaggerating it, this is the movie version. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come for a bag, it's fine. Uh, so I smile, we sit down, the best thing that happens, though, the train pulls away, the best thing that happens is the, the guard comes over the tannoy, thanks a lot, guys, for helping it, for helping me out. No. Like in an action film. God props. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys, for helping us out. Community spirit. The rest of the train's like, who? What? Who? Me and the guy, we look at each other. If it had been a film, and it had been a bomb, and more exciting things had happened, I think he would have probably, um got offed in the action right and i would have copped off with his girlfriend with his girlfriend mm. yeah you would have consoled her in mm. her grief and then eventually exactly. we would have kissed you would have had maybe at the end yeah that's a very moving story man <laughs> well that's a positive little tale of working uh, together working together boundaries. in the face of terrorism i've got a story that isn't quite so positive uh, about the effects of terrorism and the uh, current climate of fear should we have some some music first but maybe? yes let's hear from adele right now with hometown glory That's Adele. She's only 19, born in Tottenham and raised in Brixton, and that's her debut single. She's been songwriting and playing guitar since she was 14. And, uh, sounds a little bit like Winehouse. Five, uh, five years. <laughs> yeah. Not You're not impressed by that? Nah. Come nah. on. If she was, like, doing it since she was... If she had her first hit single at six... That would impress me. That would be a little more impressive, but... These days, is, you're over the hill at six. Exactly. Nineteen? Simon Cowell isn't interested. you got to give up, man. If you haven't hit by the time you're seventeen, mm, mm, you it's all over. past it, brother. Hey, guess who's doing the new Orange advert? Um, you. No. Macaulay Culkin. Culkin? Culkin. I'm glad. Well, Adam and I like to monitor which stars do the Orange Cinema adverts. Oh, right, with, um, mm, yes, mm. with, with, uh, mm. Steve sort of like and everyone. watching Lemmings run off a cliff. Yeah, and does he acquit himself, uh, recently? I haven't well? seen it. Right, I'll look out for that one. Anyway, before that track, uh, I was telling you my, uh, action-packed, uh, Saving London from uh, a Terrible Incident story. Uh, oh, I got a little bit of a butt. Oh. <laughs> um, Adam, what was your one? Uh, well, I was... Um, doing a little bit of filming for this pilot I'm doing for the BBC, and it was a hilarious character that I, I was doing out in the street. I was basically doing a spoof of those chaps with megaphones who uh, preach tediously for Jesus on the um, street corners of the West End and, and all around London, basically, saying things like... And other major cities around the British Isles. Yes, of course. You know, uh, there's one guy in particular who says things like, I don't believe in all this lying, gossiping and sinning that people do. I mean, it's a waste of your life to use your words to go around swearing at people and using filthy language out of your mouth. Don't be a sinner when you can be a winner. That's his name's Phil. That kind of thing, yeah. He's quite a famous character. He's not around at the moment. He's on holiday, I think, Phil. Anyway, my version was a very pathetic, uh, satanic preacher, right? It was uh, quite an obvious little joke to do. And, what, uh... preaching evil? He's, yeah, but he was, like, really pathetic, you right. know, and he's basically preaching on behalf of Satan. Right. Try, trying to get you on board for the, uh, for the dark side. And, you know, this character I was doing had a sort of, uh, Antipodean accent, a little skidding around from New Zealand to Australia. Yeah. The and, home of evil. Right. And I was wearing uh, a wig and a, a moustache and a bandana, and I looked a, a little bit like a sort of fatter version of Ron Kovic from Born on the Fourth of July. Fatter? Even fatter? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, and anyway, so, and I was saying things like, if you're lazy, you might consider working for Satan. 
Just remember, stick with Satan, because the hours are great and so are the perks. So don't be jerks and don't go to works. Things like that, right? right? It was pretty ineffectual. That was the point of the thing. It was supposed to be pathetic. Uh, anyway, after a while, I was approached by Eros. Uh, not by... I was not actually approached by Eros. I was stood by Eros mm. uh, in... Um, the Pic statue. Piccadilly Circus, mm. yeah, in the heart of London town. And I was approached by a community police officer. Right? Have you ever come across these guys yep. before? Yep. How long have community police officers Few been years. around now? A few years. Anyway. What does he say? This guy comes up to me and uh, he asked me to turn off my little speaker. And it was a very small speaker that I had. Not nearly as loud as these guys with the massive megaphones. Mm. And he uh, told me in no uncertain terms that I was violating anti-terror laws uh, by preaching hate. Mm, okay. It's illegal to preach hate. And I said, what do you mean, mate? And I carried on with the Australian accent because I was being filmed at the time. <gasps> so I thought, you yeah, know, stay in character. It's going to be good, good for the show. Good, 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 good footage. So I said, what do you mean, preaching hate? He's like, oh, you're talking about Satan. You're talking about Satan. I was like, yeah, but, you know, I'm just, I'm not saying anything like you've got to go out and kill people. I'm just saying, you know, if you got with Satan a little bit, you might not have to work so hard, you know, just slack off a bit. That's what Satan stands for. And anyway, this guy was having none of it. And, and I said, who am I? Uh, he said, well, it's offensive and you're violating anti-terror laws. I said, come on, who am I offending, mate? And he said, uh, you're offending me because I'm a staunch Roman Catholic. Mm. And so I said, uh, you know, what's that's not your mandate, is it, as a community police officer to go around arresting people or threatening to arrest people who are offending you personally just because of your religious views? This, you know, what happened to free speech? It's outrageous. Anyway, so he was sort of a little bit unsettled by that, because I think it's a fair point, you know what I mean? What happened in the end? Arrested? Uh, almost arrested, and I was... Th and then he started getting upset about my moustache. He's saying, is that a fake moustache? That is illegal. And I... And, well, I said, uh, I said, yeah, it might be. And... Because it was clearly a fake moustache. And he said, uh, I said, what's the problem with that? And he said, that's, uh, subversive terrorist behaviour. That's what, that's the kind of thing that terrorists do. And I said, you're joking, aren't you? Come on, do me a favour. And then he said, right, I'm going to arrest you. And I said, no, uh, you can't. I go, oh, don't arrest me. At that point, I started getting a bit freaked out, right? Because I was working, I'm doing this pilot for the Big British Castle, and it's a sensitive time for everybody in the castle. Mm. And I was thinking, oh, man, if I really get arrested by this guy, it's not going to be it. good. That's it, it's curtains for Bucko's TV career. Exactly. So he said, give us give us your name. And at that point, like any any self-respecting, subversive, anti-authoritarian... Ronald Smudge. Exactly. Ronald Smudge or Andy Peters or Richard Bacon or whatever. Peters. I just gave him my real name immediately. <laughs> That's sensible, man. That's quite right. I know, but it's a bit spineless, isn't it? Mm. Uh, so I showed my true lily-livered colours just to get out of a tight spot there. Um, also, in the process, kind of ruining the piece that I was doing. But, um, man, it was it was tough. And I, I must say, I felt pretty outraged. Really? By well, shall I tell you a couple of things? Yeah. I'm Roman Catholic. Are you? And you've insulted me. Really? And my brother's a policeman. Yeah. And I'm going to him arrest you. Okay, fair enough. I agree with that community policeman. <laughs> so let's see what Phoenix, the band Phoenix, have to say about it. That was Phoenix with Everything Is Everything. Uh, yeah, that was one of my picks. Very nice.
all. Yeah, thanks. They are French. They're from France. They're from France. I like it. Lily Singer, he goes out. I do not know if he still goes out, but for a while he goes out with Scarlett Johansson. No, he does not, mate. He goes out with uh, Sofia Coppola. Sofia Coppola. That's what yeah. I meant. That's <laughs> what you I meant. I mean, in your brain, they were confused. In my brain, I because don't of care the about film. pop music. She directed the film. Thing. The other one, she stars like in the, the film. Novels. And I they both go out with him. Pop music. That's what it is yeah. in what in yeah. your head Get there. Now, we are asking you to text us about uh, some of the stupidest things you've ever done. You know, having told that story about my abuse of my right to free speech there, in a way I feel as if uh, my little, you know, satanic preacher stunt was, was quite stupid. But still, here's a stupid thing from Will in Edinburgh. He says, <clears throat> One hungover morning, I decided it might be a giggle to stick a pair of small fishing lights up my nose using little magnets. Fishing lights? Fishing, uh, f sorry flashing lights <laughs> fishing you lights. might have fishing lights some people use some fishermen use lights <laughs> to attract right. um deep sea fish yeah yeah yeah, yeah all right stick flashing with it. lights flashing lights onto my nose using little magnets i put up my nostrils that's a good idea none of my poor poor company was amused at this wacky behavior so i took them off at the same time causing the little magnets to clip together either side of my septum oh i tried many many things to get them out fingers <laughs> skewers sneezing skewers. other magnets but none availed so i had to make the a and e trip of shame and ask the kindless receptionist hi oh, i've got some magnets up my nose can you help they did, it wasn't pretty. The doctor decided to get as many students, nurses, janitors and passers-by to come and watch this stupid idiot having them scraped out of his nose. Oh, dear. Nice one, Will. Here's one from a very silly Peter Green in Seward's End, Saffron Walden. I once stayed in all weekend because the antibiotics I was taking came with a warning that said, do not expose to direct sunlight. <laughs> when my girlfriend came to visit me on the Sunday evening, she explained the warning applied to the tablets and not to me. Well, I, I want to know how old he was. He must have been pretty old when he was 73. <laughs> Dear Adam and Joe, this is from Chris from Oxford. Uh, when I was younger, I was given the very cool Goldfinger Aston Martin, the James Bond toy car. I guess he means, with the press of a button, you could make the machine guns pop out, raise the bulletproof screen, mm. and shoot a small plastic man out of the ejector seat. I remember that. For some reason, I thought it was the logical next step to insert the little plastic blue man up my nose. This is a themed, like a nose-themed stupidity yeah. section, where it remained lodged for an entire Sunday, much to my mother's distress. It's scary when you put things... It's a terrible idea I to put, put anything um, up your nose. I put... La I stuffed my nose full of lavender leaves when, leaves when I was a kid. Oh. Because they smelled so nice. You just wanted, I wanted to, to really smell them good. I want non-stop potpourri. <laughs> so I stuffed them all the way up there, and they wouldn't come out. But they eventually they decomposed. Yeah, that's awful. Now, you've got to be really careful, because things can easily disappear up there and then you're really stuffed it's mm -hmm. like uh, mm -hmm. that's why that scene in in uh, total recall where arnold schwarzenegger is trying to retrieve the little bugging device mm. up in his nose do you remember that all and up in his nose he's got a machine and it's a little robot arm and it goes in there and it grabs the thing and it pulls it out of his nose it's uh, a good moment from the um are we gonna have music thing yeah. Yeah. We got a trail first, though. Oh, right? a trail! Here's a here's a trail for an uh, uh, exciting upcoming program here on the BBC. The new sound. That's uh, Reverend and the Makers with "Open Your Window." This is Adam and Joe on Six Music. It's six minutes past eleven on Saturday morning, and it in. Oh, sorry. It's time for song wars. The war of the songs. A couple of tunes by a couple of prongs. So check it out. Sorry, yeah. I was I was going to say as well. Uh, 
In case anyone wanted to know what the track we played before that was, it was mm. The Mayor of Simpleton by XTC. Good stuff. The wonderful song. Yeah. And, yeah, it's time for a Song Wars update right now. The theme for Song Wars this week was suggested to us by a listener. Yeah, uh, the listener who suggested this was Daniel from Durham, uh, who sent us the following email during last week's show. Quote, I've got a great idea for the theme for next week's Song Wars. You could do songs about taking public transport. Imagine all the emotions that can be described. Awkward shuffling on a bus, being annoyed by someone's mobile on the underground, and so on. You love it, don't you? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Daniel from Durham. Daniel, thank you for that email. It was a brilliant suggestion, and we've acted upon it. Yeah. And uh, the two songs are up for your votage this morning. And we've both gone for sort of bus experiences, haven't mm, we? No. Are you not on the no, bus? No, my song deals with a broader range of uh, public transport, Adam, uh, which cannot <laughs> be represented by the short excerpt Jude has chosen. R oh, right. It. Yeah. These are merely clips you're hearing. These are clips. These are, these are pigs through the keyhole yeah. of the song. Um, and if you, well, we'll hear both songs in their entirety, uh, as, as the last both thing. songs? Yeah, we're gonna hear both songs. Yeah. It's a question of who actually is voted for as the best, you know? We're, right, talk we're right. talking it up week on okay. week. Okay, this is a, this is a kind of, you're judging these things on quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they both get played, but one for shame and one for glory. Exactly. So here are the two clips. Which clip is first? Uh, let's hear my clip first. Let's hear Joe's this time. Joe's song. Wait. This is a Ben Folds 5, uh, <laughs> Chaz and Dave style exploration of public transport. Yeah, here it is. 9.30 on the 133, some kids are throwing chips and causing misery. I stand up to say, hey, sit down, so they dislocate my jaw and kick me into the ground. It's got a touch of sort of high school musical. It's yeah. kind of up uplifting. The kids are going to love it. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's that song. Uh, that's Joe's song. If you want to hear that one in 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 its fullness, then text six four zero four six. Text Joe to six four zero four six. And now I. Uh, this is my track. This is a Scallywag with tiny mobile speakers. Here's a little extract for you. Now, in through my headphones, that doesn't sound as stereorific as it did when I was mixing Sounds it. Sounds good, man. But uh, we should remind you that you can hear these songs after the show today on the website. And, of course, you can listen again to the entire show, uh, this week's show, that is. And you can also hear last week's songs, can't you? Uh, last week's entries really? for Song Wars. But they're, but they're being banked, the songs. Yeah. They're going to be worthless. We were thinking of releasing an album, but now... Well, we're going to remove them after a I'm couple of weeks them, or whatever. Yeah. One week. Hey, and yeah. here is um, here's the number if you want to uh, hear Adam's song in full text. Adam, we're going to hear both in full. Come on, that just makes a nonsense. Let's just pretend. <laughs> What's the summer. point of pretending? Six four zero. Because if no, no, because they're voting for no which one, one is best. Oh right. If if yeah. You, yeah. If you think it's sorry, you're quite right. If you think Adam's is the best, text add to six four zero four six. And we've been very mature about the songs this week. Last week there was some childish squabbling and competitiveness. <laughs> 
that lowered the tone of the show. I don't think people have any conception of quite how competitive we are. <laughs> I think they think that it's like a joke and we're always laughing about it, but they they don't realise it's quite deadly serious and it could Isn't ruin it? pretty much anyone. It's not for day. me. <laughs> it is mostly for it's you. It's not. I'm it's really, I'm really chilled about it. <laughs> 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 Let's have some I music. want to win! Uh, this is a track that I chose for you. This is uh, Dear Hoof, and a, uh, it's an amazingly strange band that I actually first saw at All Tomorrow's Parties, which is a great sort of indie uh, weirdo festival that happens at Canvas Sands. And um, I saw this band, and they, they, to be honest with you, they weren't that good. But still, they were so interesting that I went and checked out their album, and their most recent one, which is called Friend Opportunity, has got some amazing stuff on it. I hope you like this. It's quite odd. And it's called Plus 81 by Deerhoof. Extraordinary business. Beep, beep. <laughs> that was good, man. That was very uh, p peculiar. It sounds like the kind of music that you might have to listen to a few times mm -hmm. to understand its structure, and then might be really good. It's uh, it's strange, and uh, you know I've been enjoying them very much. There's there's good stuff on all their albums. That's Deer Hoof. Do you know who liked it? Who? Gordon. Thanks, Gordon. Glad you liked it. it. saying thanks for the Deer Hoof. First really good song of the day. Friend Opportunity is the name of the album, Gordon. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And uh, the Fiery Furnaces are another uh, band I've been listening to a lot recently who are not totally dissimilar in spirit, you know what I mean? Like sound-wise, obviously, a different kettle of cod. In fact, maybe maybe we can dig out, uh, dig out, <laughs> dig out um, a Fiery Furnaces session track if there is such a thing for, for some point. Anyway, um, let's... Let's have a couple more texts right now from, from the world of the stupid <laughs> text. <laughs> Says Adam, assuming I've got some prepared. Have you not got any in your bucket? Let, let me just read out one from Joe's list that we, that we haven't had so this far. Is this is one of our stupid things we've done. This is stupidest things that we've ever done. Uh, and now this, this is um, one that I can relate to because I've done this many times. Moved my entire bedroom after 15 years in my house, slept there for one night, didn't like it, moved it all back the next day. Mm. So where did you move it all to, just the next door room? This is or? when I was about 15. I'd, I'd slept in the same room in my mum and dad's house for my whole life. I decided I was bored of it and I'd move it. I had quite a lot of furniture, so single-handedly I moved it onto the floor below, the room beside my mum and dad's bedroom. Yeah. The shelves, the bed, the desk, the computer, the stereo, every single poster, every book, video, all the toys, games, stuffed toys, everything, all the way down. Moved everything out of that room back into my room, mm -hmm. arranged it, the, all the furniture, all the stuff I detailed before. <laughs> Took all day. Spent one night in the new room, then realised my mum and dad could hear everything I was doing. Mm. They could hear me listening to Pipes of Peace. Yeah. Uh, they could hear me enjoying myself late at night. With the frog chorus. With the frog chorus. It w wasn't with the frog chorus. Yeah. Well, sort of was. <laughs> um, and so I thought, this is a bad idea. The next day they went to lunch with someone in the countryside or something. When they came back, I single-handedly re-swapped. What made you think it was a good idea rooms. to move in the first place? I just wanted place. a change of scene. Change of scene. Was it a bigger room that I decided next I was, to your parents? I was grown up, I was 15, I deserved to be on the grown-up floor. Right. <laughs> Not on the kiddie floor anymore, I was wrong. Here's another thing that's on Joe's list. Jumped down the stairs blindfolded, rushed to hospital <laughs> in an ambulance. Felt fine halfway there. Yeah, uh, I was impressing childhood friends by jumping downstairs blindfolded onto, onto mats. Yeah. I hit my back. It was very painful. Ambulance was called, because you don't take any risks with back injuries. No. I always felt fine after about two minutes in the ambulance. <laughs> with the siren on racing through London. Felt fine. Were your parents with you? Yeah, my mum said, pretend. 
just when we get there, just <laughs> pretend, just make it feel bad at first, but then make it feel like it's getting better during the examination. <laughs> right, pretend. So that's what I did. It was like, oh, yeah, it's a bit sore. Is it? No, not really. It's not sore. It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit sore, but not. <laughs> it that kind of thing. It was stupid. Oh, dear. Uh, um, here, I, here's another one from yeah. a listener called Dick. Uh, from Macclesfield, during double physics I was proudly demonstrating how many whole ginger biscuits I could get in my mouth and still shut it. Twelve was looking pretty impressive. Wow. Until my spittle attacked the biscuits and caused them to fuse into a solid lump, which had to be laboriously excavated with a spatula. No. <laughs> I can imagine that, because the sliver would at first fuse the ginger gunge, <laughs> and then the sliver would eventually run out... Uh, this, uh, it would start drying and you'd have a sort of a, a building brick in your mouth, right? <laughs> what a lunatic. A ginger one. Well, I guess a physics uh, lesson is a good place for that to happen. Mm. One thing, speaking of uh, experiments that I remember doing uh, as a youngster, when my parents were out one afternoon, I must have been about 11, maybe 10, I just went into the bathroom and I thought, I'm going to do some experimentation. And I opened up the cupboard under the uh, sink and there was a load of cleaning products there. So I put the plug in the sink and I thought, I'm going to mix up a special potion. And I poured in some bleach, some ordinary household bleach, and then I got some cleaning fluid uh, and I popped that in there as well. And I failed, of course, to read the many warnings that come on all these kind of items that say on no account should you mix cleaning products with bleach because they produce ammonia, which is a kind of uh, noxious and deadly chemical. And I inhaled deeply on the uh, resulting ammonia uh, cloud and... We've never been the same since. I was in real pain, you know, it felt like I'd really done some damage to my lungs. I was just a, a one breath of this stuff that I had. But every time I breathed, it was very painful. And uh, so I, I was really freaked out and I was thinking, that's it, I'm going to die now. And I went and just lay down for a couple of hours and just thought, this is, I'm just going to pop off. And I had no, this was before mobile phones and stuff like that. So there was no question of me getting in touch with my parents. I, and they were out. I didn't know where they were. I just thought, I'm just going to have to lie here and die. Maybe I'll be dead by the time they get It's back. a cliffhanger. Let's leave it there and have a trail for the electric proms. <laughs> Will really. Adam live? It's is he really alive now? Is he a ghost? <laughs> There we go. They're not going to carry on until the break of dawn. We're going to stop them now. It's the Jungle Brothers with uh, JB's coming through. That was a session pick. And where was that from? It was recorded for Andy Kershaw on Radio 1 on the 15th of March, 1990. Hip-hop's always a bit, uh, you know, uh, tricky live. Yeah, but well, that sounded pretty know. good. It did sound pretty good. What are they doing now? They all split up, the Jungle Brothers. Uh, you know what? I don't know. They they went in a sort of housey direction, didn't they? Yeah. Uh -huh. And then they got a bit confused. I think they were dropped by their record label. I don't know. Maybe someone out there knows what's happened to the Jungle Brothers. Now, we're going to wrap up Text the Nation this week. Um, uh, do you have any more uh, little bits of stupidity there? Yes, I do. At your fingertips, Joe Cornish? This is from Joanne in Dublin. Are you ready for this? Yeah. When I was about four, I somehow got it into my head that I could rescue the eggs in the fridge and incubate them so that a little baby chick would emerge from them simply by sitting on them. <laughs> When my parents found the resultant smashed eggs around the house, they had to break the bad news to me that there would be no chicks. I was too embarrassed to eat eggs for quite some time. Too embarrassed to eat eggs. P.S. Is the drum loop on Adam's tune sampled from I Walk the Earth by ex-beta band man Steve Mason's King Biscuit Time Project? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. A couple of people have spotted that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The loop on my track is, uh, original. 
Well, original. Scarish bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's good, though, Joanne. I think that's the stupidest thing that we've had so far. Well, it's not a competition because they're illegal now. They're deadly. And, uh, but were it a competition, yeah. were we to live in such a scandalous and evil world that competitions were allowed, uh, <laughs> that would, might well win it. Doesn't bear thinking I like about. the idea of a, an innocent little girl sitting on, uh, eggs. Yeah. <laughs> trying to make them hatch. <laughs> that's sweet, though. The, the sweetness outweighs the stupidity there, It I does. Think. But that's very nice. And thank you very much indeed, everybody who uh, texted in on our Textination subject. Now, we are pre-recording our show next week, listeners, because uh, we are otherwise Because you're going away, aren't you, Adam Buxton? Yeah, that's right. I'm Where are you going be, off to? I'm going to be away. I'm going to be in Oxford. I'm going to be helping Radiohead with their webcast. No, They're really? doing a live webcast on Friday, next Friday evening, on the 9th. I think it's uh, 9 till 12 in the evening. What are you, how could you help them? Uh, well, there's all sorts of things Radiohead need from me. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't do it without me. It's all... What, what will you do? Oh, I can't, I can't go into it. It's Say. too important. Are you just, like, hanging around? Oh, no, no, it's more important than that. No, I'm, I'm providing them with, uh, various bits of technical expertise and maybe some, uh, presentational fun as well. And right. who knows? We'll see how it goes. Mm. It's fairly fast and loose. It's just Radiohead kind of talking about some of the things they're enthusiastic about, playing some songs and I think playing some of their own material as mm. well. So obviously I'm quite excited to be uh, helping them out with it, um, being a big fan. Anyway, uh, that is happening next Friday night and because it's in Oxford I won't be back in time for the show the next morning. Why can't you get an early train? Um, or a late train? Get an early train. Uh, it's, it's not possible because I'm going to be unpacking all the uh, stuff the next morning. Right. Okay. So you're like a roadie. I'm like a roadie, yeah. Um, anyway, I'll tell you all about that when, when I get back. But, but it means that we have to pre-record next week's show, and uh, we're going to suggest a uh, topic for Text the Nation uh, before the end of this week's show so that you can start sending us your uh, stories and we can read them out uh, during our pre-record, which mm, we'll do this mm. week. Um, but that's it for Text the Nation for the time being. Um, now we have a track from The Whitest Boy Alive, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The band is the whitest boy alive. Or just whitest boy alive. And the song is called Burning. This is Burning by Whitest Boy Alive. It's now time for the news, read by Catherine Cracknell, and the music news, read by Andre the Seal. That's Cribs with Our Bovine Public. And Cribs are supporting the Sex Pistols when they uh, return to the stage shortly um can you imagine wow did you you didn't happen to catch sid and nancy when it was on tv the other day did you no that's alex cox isn't it yeah that's one of the stupidest films ever made really i haven't seen it for years i saw it when it first came out it seemed pretty good back then it did didn't it <laughs> well gary oldman is still very impressive in it and there are individually some great things about it but as a kind of insane concoction of ludicrousness and uh, just made-up rubbish about what it was like then, you know, not that I have first-hand experience, but you can tell that there's just some outrageous liberties he's taken with it. John Lydon is famously scornful of that film. Really? But it's funny. It's, well, it's one of those films that's so rubbishy and stupid that it's kind of worth seeing for it. Now, we're about to wrap up our Song Wars competition. This is your last chance to text. Uh, we're not going to play you the clips again. Uh, text 64046, vote for Adam or Joe. Uh, and right after this next track, I think very possibly, we will announce the loser. Oh, it's not a competition. We will announce the less good song. 
we will announce song who you think has written the best song there you go that's what we're going to do but right now here's a song from uh prince who's a, a little purple man from america and this is off one of his old albums uh it's called tambourine the tambourine he says tramp trampoline the tambourine tambour tambour tambourine that's good man i love that song it's terrific which album is it from uh, it's from around the world in a day oh prince has uh the most amazing band obviously he certainly used to probably still does yeah he released a couple of his band released a couple of instrumental albums uh under the name madhouse do you remember those one's yes. called eight the other one's called 16 that's right and they're fantastic they're just a pure kind of jazz funk uh, instrumental they are pretty nutty things. they're nutty but they're really good um now folks hey it's oh. time for the announcement that you've not really been waiting for it's the winner and I'm going to say that the, the the person who has composed the best song is now going to be revealed, as per your votes. If you've been voting for That's exciting, and Joe has the envelope. We've got an envelope. We've been very mature. Last week we got into some kind of uh, slightly depressing and lowering kind of catfighting and competitive uh, jib jabbery. Well, we were getting the results as we went along last week, yeah. you know, and so that that made it kind of among the pigeons. There were underhand tactics going on. We were both kind of campaigning kind of for a sympathy vote there. So here it. we go. I'm going to open the envelope didn't affect the ultimate are you ready joe has been upset (laughs) (laughs) the envelope opening i'm now going to read the winner joe's got it i've i've got it that's mm. well i'm afraid adam you got 32 percent of what i got 68 (sighs) percent does that's it actually good, you know, say how good many news people. for me on various fronts? I know you wanted the percentages there, but does it actually <laughs> say how many people? We'll find out while the losing track 68%. plays. 68%! You know what that means? That I can just not really bother next week. Because, uh... Huh? Don't say... Lord, I don't believe this. It well, doesn't sound fair to me. I think your song's better. I think you should have won. Well, let's hear right now. and Let's uh, hear the song that you, the listeners, we can decide. think is the less good one. I just downloaded a wicked song onto my mobile And now I'm going to play it loudly on the bus My mobile comes with tiny speakers in it If you're dumb then you should get it Check these out in just one minute It's going to be a party on the bus Everyone will be impressed Because my speakers is the best They pass the tiny speaker test Set by my mate Matthew Alright, must prepare to rock Passengers will get a shock When they turn round They soon will clock my tiny booming mobile system Here we go, now can you hear it? Even though you are not near it Does it freak you? Do you fear it? I bet you flip it do Right Can you hear the treble hiss? Are you quite turned on by this? Ladies on the bus cannot resist the maritime Alright now, this is my stop and off the bus I must hip hop, I'll see you later For some more pop from my tiny mobile speaker Down the back and down the aisle From my wicked music file Cheer up, granddad, give us a smile What's the matter? Don't you like good music? Well, clearly the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> That was brilliant, man That was Thanks. very good That was, what was that called? Uh, that was called Tiny Mobile That was called speakers. Tiny Mobile, that was by Shaggy that was by thanks Scallywag. That in. Scallywag, sorry. Scallywag. That was good, man. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. What did I get? 32% of the vote. <laughs> You're angry, but you know what? That might fuel your creativity. 32%. You know, that anger might fuel... How long did it take you to do your song? Uh, a long time. It took me 
uh, the best part of two days to do. Yeah? Two days, and if you knew what we got paid to do this show, <laughs> you'd realise that we were actually going out of our way to create content uh, to an unnecessary degree, perhaps, it might be said. <laughs> Seeing as most of people listen to this show, apparently the listening peaks between 10 and 11, right? And at 11, everyone goes shopping. Yeah. So no one's actually listening to it's this a bit, bit I mean, apart from you. We, we, we do need to do some refining on the, on the whole concept, because it is a bit nuts that we just play little clips, you know, because they're both... We are, just played the whole thing. Yeah, I know we played the whole thing now, but it's a fait accompli, you know, but the, the votes are cast... Mm. And if people, I believe that if people had heard the whole song earlier, I would mm. be now holding the. Let's have a meeting. Victorious the show. We'll have a meeting. <laughs> okay, but here's the song that you think is the best based on the two clips. So if I say it like that, then it it includes the idea that they might have got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know that it might be the better clip, but not the better song. I'm mm. being really nice. Very nice, considering I won, <laughs> and my song's better. And here it is. Uh, this has got 68 percent of the vote. This is called the public transport song. Uh, yeah, here it is. 7.30 on a crowded tube My elbow's touching a stranger's boob The man beside me, he is reading my book I close the pages so he can't look Surely this train's a capacity now Ten more people got on and I don't know how And now we've stopped in the drives past it doesn't even stop i see the driver laugh now some guy won't pay his fare so the driver stops the bus and we just sit right there 9 30 on the 133 some kids are throwing chips and causing misery i stand up to say hey sit down so they dislocate my jaw and kick me into the That's good, man. Mine's more, um, sincere. Yeah. No, I didn't think it was. You see, I think, think I thought your lyrics were... Let's um, talk about our songs. Were more <laughs> were, <laughs> together. Were funnier. Oh, yeah. You for listening. But, uh, I was gonna say, you know, we started the show with you sort of saying, you know, the charts and, uh, are not necessarily a reflection of what mm. is good. And I was gonna say, yeah, as proved by the listening vote today for your song. But, you know, I'm taking that back. I thought that was genuinely good, and I was uh, slightly moved at one point, <laughs> uh, and uh, amused, and it had everything that you could possibly want from a song. So That's very I, nice of you to say, Adam. Well, I, I really thought I was going to win this week. I really did. Really, you thought? Well, you know yeah. who, who the fickle, the fickle finger of of the of the public. Yeah. So listen, let me tell you what's going to happen because we're pre-recording the show uh, this week. So so next weekend, right? We're going to play song wars as normal but we won't tell you who's won until the following, the following week. week right but we still want your suggestions of what we should uh, do the song about this week so text uh six four zero four six or email even better adamandjoe.6music at bbc.co.uk and you could choose the theme for the song we were thinking it might be fun to get you to suggest lyrics 
uh, that are kind of found, e.g. stuff like instruction manuals mm -hmm. or the Radio Times or a horoscope. Like, like, send in a bit of text that you want us to put to music. And, like, it could be a really weird bit of text, right? That's not a bad idea. Yeah, if you supply us with some text, then both Joe and I would have to use the same bit of text. Try and find a bit of text, like instructions from a medicine packet, yeah. something that you think could never be a sort of emotional and uh, moving song lyric. That's and we'll idea. try and make it so. Uh, that's an idea there. But you've got to get it to us by Wednesday. That's when we're pre-recording the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, make sure that happens. So there we go. Thanks for listening to those songs. Here's some, uh, some real music. This is, uh, what is this, This Adam? is the Juliana Hatfield 3 with Spin the Bottle. Spin the Bottle by the Juliana Hatfield 3. Very good. Well Who done. Who are they? Do you know anything about them, Adam? They're not around anymore, are they? No, they They're were from big, the olden times. They were big in the early nineties, and I remember they used to have a lot of music that would turn up on that program with uh, the lovely girl from who's in Stardust now, Claire Danes. My, My so-called so life. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great show that was. Just now. released uh, on a DVD box set. Really, I think the complete series available in the shops for Christmas. Speaking of which. There's two adverts on telly, uh, advertising the new special edition of Die Hard 4.0. Oh, yes. Uh, Woolworths have got it for 12 mm -hmm. Smiths have got it for 14 99 mm. Smiths are wasting their time. Right. You know? Or would there anybody, would anybody spend two pounds more just for the Smiths experience? Maybe, uh, it's packaged slightly differently. Why didn't Smiths realise that Woolworths were undercutting them by two pounds? A Smiths have wasted a, a, a massive... Uh, oh, my stomach's making an incredible noise. <laughs> um, Smiths have wasted their advertising budget. It does seem a bit... Come on, WH Smiths, pull yeah. your finger out. You Ooh. used to be Britain's favourite paper market. Ooh, man. Now you've you've oh, lost it. More, oh, come, come on. on. Oh, Joe Cornish slams WH Smiths. Woolies, the, the, the cute uh, sheep, is trouncing all over Smiths. Um, yeah, that's harsh, man. That is very harsh. Thanks. Um, you've been watching too much Dragon's Den, that's your thing. You're so business-minded now. It's broken, it's a tatty, <laughs> it's tatty, it fell apart in my hands. For that reason, I'm not investing, I'm out. <laughs> now, uh, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm overloading you listeners with information, but we also have to deal with what the subject of text the nation is going to be for next week. Not only do we need your lyric suggestions for song wars yeah we also need to supply you with uh text the nation so you can text us with your little yeah. anecdotes there. Here, here are the ideas so far number one is things uh childhood misconceptions things that you got confused about as a kid yeah. right i joe cornish used to uh, i discovered about tampons mm -hmm. quite early on in life and it, it traumatized me <laughs> and whenever i saw an advert for a temping agency on the side of a bus which usually had a sort of sexy looking lady in a trouser suit striding towards work yeah excitedly kelly girl temps right i thought it was an advert for tampons right and all i could imagine was what was going on under her sexy suit you know what this that's an easy mistake to make tampon adverts really aren't that dissimilar mm. it's all about sort of mm. empowerment is that a freedom. good destination subject i think that's good let's stick with that let's stick with that let's see where that gets us okay childhood misconceptions and we've got we're, we're going to give a sort of special we're not going to give a prize but special kudos to the person who kind of misunderstood something about the world for the longest period yeah. Do you know what i mean like you held on to a childhood misconception and only just realized that you'd misunderstood it when you were in your late 20s yeah 30s the older the better can you think of any examples adam 
You allowed to say no? Just say no. Uh, well, I, I, for a long time, thought that uh, uh, it was possible to travel at the speed of light on Concorde. Right, you thought that Concorde travelled at the speed of light. Yeah, I thought that was the big sound. deal. I thought that was the big deal about yeah. it. Yeah. I thought that was why everyone was going on about it. Speed really? of light. Yeah, That's light true, isn't it? That is true, and I got in a big argument about it one time at school. And, uh, I was, I still, every now and again I, I get it confused still a bit, like, when I'm watching Star Trek and stuff and they go to light speed, I think, oh, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> what would be better than light speed? I don't know, something like... Thought speed. Thought, yeah, speed of time. Stink speed. I don't know what. Smell speed. Anyway, so that's our suggestion. Th misconceptions, confusions for Childhood me. confusions that yeah. you've sort of clung on to. Text, uh, 64046. Can they text? No, they have to email, really. music at bbc.co.uk. Right, now. Um, this is the very last track. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody who's, uh, texted and emailed their messages of support for our new Saturday morning show. We very much appreciate it. Yeah, we really do, and we, we certainly hope that we're just gonna, um, keep getting... Tiny bit better. Work. Keep getting work. <laughs> now, here's a track, final track. I chose this one. Hope you like it. This is, uh, from a band called Guided by Voices, who I'm sure many of you f will be familiar with. What a great band they are, and, uh, one of the most prolific songwriters as well in the kind of indie pop world who's still going strong, Robert Pollard. Just a, like, a, f a smattering of some of his t song titles. It's delightful song titles. Postal Blowfish, Psychic Pilot Clocks Out, Scorpion Lounge Shutdown, Hardcore UFOs, uh, Christian Animation Torch Carriers. He is the king of wow. the uh, excellent song title. And uh, this song title is not so not so great. It's fairly straightforward, but the song is amazing. It's from the album Isolation Drills. This is The Enemy. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye.